Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. Sports Daily on a Thursday. We are glad to have you with us. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor here, Jad Chambers producing, and we're ready to roll. It's a shocker game day. Uh, we get a little clarity in the Big 12 as the remaining early week games are played last night. Iowa State takes care of TCU, so we'll go over later how that impacts KU and K-State. We'll have our K-State insider, Tim Fitzgerald, at the top of the next hour joining us. Uh, excited for that, as always, as K-State is, you know, in its rockiest portion of this great season for them. We'll go over it. Can they get out of it? Uh, we'll also have our betting insider. We'll kind of do a football post-mortem a little bit. Uh, get ready for the draft and have our last visit for a little while with Chelsea Messenger, who's been so great all football season long. We'll have that coming up in this hour. And we'll get you through everything else. 869-1240, the number to call as always. You can reach Tommy and I on social media. You can email us however you want to get in touch with the program. We love hearing from you. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in, Tommy. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm a little tired this morning. We had a Wichita Thunder game last night uh, at Interest Bank Arena. They took on the Idaho Steelheads, who are first place in the entire league and the Thunder beat them 6-5 to five in overtime. So it was a little bit of a later night, but it was an exciting game and uh, definitely a much-needed win for the Thunder. So uh, it, was, it was fun, but I'm dragging a little bit this morning. I hear you. I'm dragging as well. It's been a crazy week as we, you know, fall out in the TV world of getting some folks out to the Super Bowl and doing all that, and it, it jacks up everybody's schedule. It's never as glamorous as people think it is, uh, but it's... Uh... <laughs> It's it's wild, and we're through it, and the parade's over, and now we look forward to March Madness and a Chiefs offseason that is interesting as always. We began to talk about some of the things the Chiefs might need to attack, strategies to handle, but the storyline, as it has been uh, for, I don't know what, Tommy, four years now, is Eric Bieniemy, And never in the NFL do you see top coordinators of the top offense with the top quarterback go unhired in one off season. But now I think this is the fourth where it's really 
piques people's curiosity. Although this year, I think, Tommy, there's a very different flair to it than there was a year ago. Remember this time last year, we were realizing Eric Bieniemy wasn't under contract and there was reported tension in the locker room. Well, this offseason, everybody loves each other again. Um, and it was, you know, that I don't think that's just lip service, right? Like the guys were clearly um, connected to him afterward and, and again are going to the public to show their frustration with the fact that he has not been given a head coaching job. Now, in the early parts of this and in the early stages of him continuously not getting jobs, there were, you know, pretty obvious concerns about some of the things that the NFL faces and the challenges of minority head coaches anyway. But the more this goes on, the more other minority coaches are hired around him, the more, you know, each offseason sees the same thing, the more it becomes a look of what's happening that's keeping Eric Bieniemy from these jobs. And that's the part we still don't know the answer to. Um, LaShawn McCoy threw shade, shady at him last offseason, but now you've got Tyreek Hill defending him. Andy Reid's, of course, on his tour of touting Eric Bieniemy, um, Patrick Mahomes. Like, everybody's got his back again, and yet he's in the news because he's going to interview for the Washington Commander's offensive coordinator position, which is a lateral move at minimum. And so we look at this now, and he's going to be in a much worse situation. And he's got to go out there and prove it when a lot of guys don't have to do that. But he does. And that's the reality of the situation. Why that is, I have no idea. I hope that someday we do know why. Like, why does this keep happening? Because there's something there that we're all missing and it doesn't make sense. And we, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. We do this every offseason. Yeah, with every cycle that goes through. Uh, unfortunately for Eric Bieniemy, I think people... I don't want to say they stop caring or they care less, but it becomes a little bit of a boy that cried wolf situation over and over again, where at least for me, I'm kind of drowning it out like this off season. I'm not, uh, I don't have the palpable, uh, palpable outrage that I had in previous off seasons when Eric B didn't get the job. And that's not a reflection on anything that Eric B has done wrong. It's just a reflection of this is going on over and over and over again, and I'm tired. I'm tired of having the outrage. I'm tired of saying, why is this not? Why is this guy not given an opportunity? Why is he not given a chance as an NFL head coach? And I think that now there is speculation around NFL circles that Eric Bieniemy needs to go somewhere. And I don't agree with this, but it's the it's the sort of narrative that's being formed that Eric Bieniemy has to go somewhere else where he can call the shots. He can call the plays on offense. It is his and his alone. He doesn't have to share in anything with Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes or even Matt Nagy as the former offensive coordinator and the current quarterbacks coach. Uh, and I would imagine the future offensive coordinator of Eric Bieniemy leaves. Uh, he, he won't have to share that necessarily if he goes to another organization. So a lot of the thought process is he could go somewhere where it's a defensive minded head coach and he can run the show on offense and show what he can do. If he can take 
And let's just say he goes to the commanders. If he can take a Washington commanders offense and turn them around, sure. then I think it's going to be a lot easier for him to get a head coaching job. That being said, I don't agree with the overall strategy and I don't like that. This is what he has to do. But unfortunately in this world, he, he ain't getting a head coaching job. The longer he stays with the Chiefs, it's, it's just not going to happen. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't. Honestly, I don't think it's as simple as everyone gives all the credit to Andy Reid. I think that might be a part of it. Um, I think that there have been other Chiefs assistants that have not fared well, but there have been plenty that have. Doug Peterson, right? He, he's a great example. Yeah, for every Matt Nagy, there's a Doug Peterson. And and I was a little surprised that Kafka didn't get a job. Um because he was just so hotly rumored before. So it's not just that. I, I don't think it's a racial thing at this point. I mean, I think that was a fair question in the beginning. I, I don't necessarily think that has a whole lot to do with it. Now, I don't want to say that definitively because I don't know, and I do know that's a challenge for the NFL. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying the case of Eric Bien-Ami. Um, I It's just something is happening. Something's happening in interviews. There is a behind-the-scenes reputation of something. I don't know what it is, but it's there because so many teams feel the same way clearly that we see it over and over again. And and so, you know, there's two sides to that. One, whatever it is, there's a lot of people saying it. But two, for enemy, look, if it's not going to happen for the Chiefs and that's your ultimate goal, at some point you got to take the situation into your own hands, right? Like, it, whether it's fair or unfair, it doesn't really matter. It's what has to be done. If he wants to be a head coach and he goes and has success in Washington, he'll be a head coach immediately, right? If it Because if it's the Andy Reid thing, that obviously solves that problem. If it's a Patrick Mahomes thing, right, then that, <clears throat> that will obviously solve that problem. So I, I don't know what it is. I don't know that it's fair to him and and honestly like if he was the first offensive coordinator Tommy like if he was the offensive coordinator in Patrick Mahomes first MVP season he'd already had a job now right like that you know it's i i think people are just the chief's success and Andy Reid's success gets held against him in the sense of not you know nothing's really changed but here's where i have a problem with you Tommy normally i i have been more of an observer in this storyline because I think in such a critically important thing that there are no longer people, I hope this may be more than it's true, but I think it's true. I don't think there are people in ownership positions that would do anything but what they absolutely thought was the thing that helps them win the most games and potentially win a Super Bowl, right? Like, I don't think there are ulterior motives at play in in reality, because it, it's it, you know you get you know the only color I think owners care about at this point is green, right? Like they want to they want to be successful, and so and and maybe that's naive and that's fine, but for enemy, the thing for me that I thought would push him over the edge this year is the fact that the Chiefs did have to reinvent their offense in a lot of ways, and so all the old stuff, right? All the well, this was already set up for him. How could you fail? Like, you know, all of that kind of gets pushed to the side. And one of the remarkable storylines of the NFL this year is that the Chiefs basically lost everything offensively except for Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, reinvented the offense, 
and won a Super Bowl and had one of, if not the best offense in football. That's where I thought, okay, there's BNME proving it, right? Like he, he, they had to rebuild it. They did a really nice job. They evolved and they did this. That wasn't enough. So I, I don't know. I mean, I guess go to Washington and we'll all root for his success there so that he can get his opportunity. Um, you know, Andy Reid has talked about how he's a great leader of men. I, I, I just, it's a very strange. I, I don't know. And I thought this was for sure going to be the year because I thought the way the Chiefs had to do things offensively was different and that would that would get him the opportunity. Well, look, I, I'm, I'm thinking of this, you know, between the lenses of what is fair and what is realistic. I mean, this is clearly not fair. It hasn't been fair for quite a while, for the last several coaching uh, cycles. It's not been fair, but it, it is realistic. It's realistic that Eric Bieniemy, and it's in his current state and the current position he's in and with what he's doing, he's not getting a head coaching job. He's just, he's not. It would happen by now. Uh, he's interviewed with half the teams in the NFL, half of them. Hasn't gotten a job. Uh, and so I think that this is something that while it's not appealing, it's not attractive. Like, why would you want to leave the dynasty of what Kansas City is building to go to the Washington Commanders where they've got who Tyler, Taylor Heineke at quarterback? That, that's who they've got. I mean, come on. Like, that, why would you want to do that necessarily? But I get it because you want to be able to shine on your own stand on your own two feet. I think he's done that, but I think perception is that he hasn't. And that's unfortunate. Uh, and so, you know, I think the fact that you look at this current head coaching cycle in the NFL and both coordinators from the losing team in the Super Bowl get head coaching jobs, Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon, both of them get head coaching opportunities in the league, but the offensive coordinator for the winning team Oh, that by the way, hung 38 points on their opponent in the Super Bowl doesn't get a head coaching job. If, if that's not going to happen, unfortunately for Eric Bieniemy, it should happen. It's not going to. And if it's not going to, unfortunately, he's probably going to need to go elsewhere and try to find a better way. We talked about the Chiefs reinventing themselves. Eric Bieniemy might have to reinvent himself with another team to make it happen for him. Yeah, there's no question he's going to have to do it. I mean, that's what he's doing. That's it. Like it has to be done, right? Like it's. Not I just don't want to get into to a, a, a a question of whether or not it's fair because we both know it's unfair, but it's it, not changing. It's 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 reality. I, look, I don't know if it's fair or unfair because I'm not the one making the hire. I I think that. I think it's also unfair to just assume that we know everything about how this process goes for him and and what's there that we potentially don't know i think that's unfair too like here's what's unfair to me right a team passes on eric Bieniemy. let's say it's arizona right they pass on eric Bieniemy, and everyone says oh their owners in the nfl is racist that's not fair to me that, that's not fair to the situation i don't think that that's the case uh the cardinals have hired minority coaches in the past like I, I think that's a silly thing to that's a silly conclusion to jump to in one instance. This happened the same thing with this individual, right? Eric now, is there an overall, is there a bigger, you know, issue with getting minorities into leadership positions in the NFL? You'd be naive to say that there isn't. Of course there is. But when it comes to Eric Bienemy, I don't think the reason he's not being hired is because he's a minority. Something else is happening because it keeps happening, 
and other minority coaches are consistently hired. Todd Bowles so was what just is hired it? in Tampa. I don't. That, I don't have a clue. I don't know. And so I, that that's. I mean, I would love to know, but I don't know. And I'm not going to say it's unfair because I it, it's 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 interesting to me that so many different organizations come to the same conclusion every off season, right? It would be different if it was one time, like one instance or what, but it's every team that's hiring every off season for the last four years. And I think there's something there that we don't know about. Right. And in this debate of whether or not it's fair and you saying, well, I don't know if it's fair or unfair. We don't know all the situations. I think that you can draw conclusions in some scenarios from who these teams have decided to choose, not necessarily in this cycle, but in general, where I think you can draw a conclusion that it's unfair. I mean, I know this was an interim situation, but if Jeff Saturday is getting games as an NFL head coach and Eric Bieniemy is not, clearly unfair. Uh, if somebody like Matt Rule is getting a job in uh, Carolina, that's unfair to Eric Bieniemy. Urban Meyer for his time in Jacksonville, that's unfair to Eric Bieniemy. So I don't need to necessarily know what's going on in interviews but that's what? making him not get the job. Gonna, I can just draw the conclusion based on who some of these teams are picking that it's unfair to Eric Bieniemy. I'm going to offer up a scenario for the discussion here. What if Eric Bieniemy is not a good head coach? What if he but gets we don't the know opportunity? That. He's not I, right. I, I understand. We don't know if anybody's going to be a good head coach. And put yourself in an ownership position. Is it fair for people to say it's fair or unfair based on who you hire? Don't if you're in that position, don't you want to absolutely hire the best person, and don't you absolutely want the um, ability to decide who you think the best person is for the job? Not who everybody thinks you should hire, but who you think is the best person for the job. You're signing the paychecks, so absolutely, I mean, you get right. the opportunity to decide who you think is best. And so that's where it comes down to ownership. It comes down to the front office, you know, making yes. that that right decision. Um, I think that there is a difference, and, and I think you I think you have to distinguish between somebody like Eric Bieniemy that we think deserves the job and somebody that we think has earned the job. And I want to be very clear between both of those. I think Eric Bieniemy is both. I think that Eric Bieniemy deserves a shot at the head coach, but I, I do agree. also think that Eric Bieniemy has earned I agree. a head coaching job in the NFL. If it was just we think he should get the job because he's put in his time or whatever, that would be one thing. But I think that what he has done, especially to your point with what has happened this last season with Kansas City. This season more than ever this before. Offense, more than ever before. I think he's absolutely earned the opportunity. So by that explanation also, I think you can draw the conclusion that it's unfair to Eric Bieniemy. Well, you and I think he's earned the job, but it only matters if an owner or a, high, or a general manager, whoever's making the hire, thinks he has deserved it. And again, I'm not so... I just don't want to approach this with such naivety that I can't see that there's some writing on the wall somewhere that continuously keeps the enemy out of these positions because it otherwise doesn't make sense. He's been with the young quarterback, right? He's been a part of the top offense. He's learned under one of the best. 
but something is happening that prevents him from doing and I don't know what it is and I'd love to know what it is because I you love it doesn't to be, make sense wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall of these interview rooms when he's going in well the I mean, other again he's interviewed with I mean this the is teams the, in the league this is the NFL Tommy how do we not know Right? Yeah. Like with everything and all the leaks and all the stories. And we thought we knew last year. And honestly, maybe it is that. And this year wasn't enough to, to do that. But that's always been the problem. I don't know. Maybe LaShawn McCoy was right. Maybe people just don't like him. I, I don't know. I get to, it's, it's just so strange to me. Uh, but, you know, what we need to talk about, and we'll do this next, Tommy, is what would be the impact on the Chiefs if the enemy goes to the Commanders, right? Like, what, what are we doing now there with Kansas City? And I think when we honestly answer that question, it might help answer the first question. 869-1240. We'll be right back. everybody we got chelsea messenger a betting insider coming up later in this hour we'll take a look back at a wild and crazy nfl season see if there's anything out there right now in the football world we might want to get in on the draft coming up or what else might interest her as we rev down those segments just a little bit here but boy, betting's still been a ton of fun um, i'm loving college basketball tommy um, and quite frankly I just kind of lean on the BetQL app anytime we get like BetMGM promotions. If I see it in there, I'm like, oh, let's see what BetQL thinks on NBA or NHL. Uh, but college basketball, the Big 12 especially, has been so much fun uh, in that world. All right, let's continue the discussion here. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor on Sports Daily with Eric Bieniemy. So the the conundrum continues as to why Bieniemy, uh does not get these jobs. So now it sounds like he's going to go interview in Washington. They'd be fools not to give that a shot. Washington would be. So I assume he's going to do that. I assume. Again, if that doesn't go well and he can't get that job, Tommy, we're going to have to figure out what's going on here. But the consistently had one-year contracts. I think everybody, including the Chiefs, know in order for him to truly spread his wings, he's got to go do something else. But here's one of the most interesting things about this conundrum, Tommy. If Eric Bieniemy leaves for Washington, on a scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you about the Chiefs' offense? Zero. There's the problem. And that's Bieniemy's problem. And that's why this is the right move for him. It might be the riskiest move for him because I think yeah. that it is. Um, but that's that's the issue, I think, for a lot of people is— I don't think anybody would have concern about the Chiefs' offense if Eric Bieniemy leaves because everybody thinks it's Andy Reid's offense. And I, I, I want to try to understand this. You know, Matt Nagy failed badly in Chicago. I think that's a warning sign, and that's being held against Bieniemy to some degree. Well, why isn't Doug Peterson? There's one key difference with Doug Peterson, and that's the position that he coaches at his core the position that he played. He's a quarterback guy, right? Bienemy's a running back guy at that level. And so I think Peterson has a little bit different of a um, resume 
that intrigues people. He obviously now has a Super Bowl too, but even the first time, right? The time in Philadelphia. So I think that gets held against Biennemi. And whether that is fair or unfair is the you know million-dollar question for owners trying to make these decisions. But you just said it. You said it's unfair that he doesn't get these chances, but you also said you have absolutely no concern if he leaves. So you're not giving him much credit for the Chiefs' offense success. Well, hold on. And that's the, the, the problem. No, the, I'm, it's not that I'm not giving him credit. It's that the offense is so much bigger than just him. It's so much I, bigger I, than just I, one I know. person, right? But so that's, it's not that that's I'm not a part of that credit. answer. He has a role in that for sure. He has a I don't mean you're not giving him credit. I mean, like, I mean the I mean the the, the perception of him is not giving the other him thing, the credit. The other thing about Matt Nagy is that those people out there that have suggested and have said multiple times there's this narrative that's been created that he failed spectacularly in Chicago. He didn't. He had a winning record in four seasons with the Bears right. and took the Bears to the playoffs twice in four years. Now, he was never able to get past the wild card round, and that is a knock on him and, and all of that. But come on, it wasn't like he flamed out spectacularly when he was in right. Chicago. And so I think that also part of the reason why I would have zero concern if Eric Bieniemy left the Chiefs is because there is still continuity in that coaching staff, Andy Reid is not going anywhere. Matt Nagy is back, and I prefer him as the offensive coordinator rather than rather than him being the head coach of another team in the league. I would like that to be the case, and I would imagine that they would just promote him back to his former position as offensive coordinator. So there is still quite a bit of continuity. Oh, and by the way, there's also Patrick Mahomes. Oh, and by the way, there's also Travis Kelsey. Like there, It's an abundance of riches right now, and you've got an offensive coordinator currently in Eric Bieniemy, who is the beneficiary of the abundance of wishes offensively for Kansas City. But there's also, it's also, it's tough for him to break away from that and to stand alone because you can't point back at Eric Bieniemy and say he's the only reason that Kansas City's offense has been so great because he's not. Who do you think designs Kansas City's offense? I think it's designed by committee. I think it's Andy Reid, um, but I think it's designed by committee a little. But bit. I think it's I think it's always been Andy Reid, whether it was Doug Peterson or Matt Nagy or Kafka, whoever. I think it's always been designed by Andy Reid. I think it's one of the challenges of a Andy Reid's greatness is pretty unquestioned in what he is as an offensive mind in the history of football, right? Nobody else, nobody else has that. And I think there's a combination of things. Now, I don't know if this has to do with Biennemi, but this is one of the most fascinating things that happens every offseason, and, and I'm truly fascinated by it. So Bill Belichick's, you know, his, his tree is not tremendously successful, but there is some, like Mike Vrabel, right? There's plenty of guys who've had some success, but generally speaking— I wouldn't say it's like this slam dunk, can't miss tree, right? I, I think that I, little things, when you have true greatness at the head coaching position, I think far too often all the credit goes there, right? And so I, I don't know that that's fair or unfair in this situation, but I do think for, for Eric Bieniemy at its surface, and there could be a bigger reason, right? But at its surface... I think the issue that he faces is 
everybody would answer the question that I just asked you the same way. If Eric Bieniemy leaves this offseason and takes a, 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 a the offensive coordinator position somewhere else, how concerned would you be about the Chiefs' offense? Ten people out of ten would tell you that they're not concerned. And that is the challenge that Eric Bieniemy faces. And, you know, it's a, it's a go-prove-it, bet-on-yourself moment for him to go to a place like Washington that doesn't have their quarterback spot answered, which is always going to be the most important thing in the NFL. Now, is it everything? No, just ask Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer, right? Because Trevor Lawrence is a good to great quarterback. Doug Peterson didn't take long to start showing that, and boom, Jacksonville all of a sudden is a real ascending team in the NFL next year. So it's not everything, but it is the challenge that Bienemy faces. Whether there's more to that challenge, I think is also an important part of the question, but at its surface... That is always going to be the situation right now. And whether that's fair or unfair, I don't think he's been helped by Matt Nagy going to Chicago in those offenses. Yeah, they won some games, but those offenses were terrible, Tommy, terrible. So th- those kinds of things go against the enemy. D- can you go back further? I-, I don't know, but go get it and prove it. So what would the Chiefs do? they would just promote somebody else. And it wouldn't really matter because ultimately I do think Andy Reid designs the offense. And, and I there's do think continuity it's a- in the coaching staff. It's not, I mean, right. yeah, it's Andy Reid at the top, but you're not like scrambling trying to figure out who's going to fill this role. You kind of know th- it's kind of built in. It, it is. And don't you think that there is not a more connected head coach to quarterback in the NFL? And I don't think it's close than Andy Reid to Patrick Mahomes right now. Yeah, and, and this is another uh, comparison that you can draw and another example of why the Chiefs right now are so much like the Patriots, you know, 10 years ago and, and the, the Bill Belichick-Tom Brady connection because at the time there was no more connected head coach and quarterback combination than Belichick and Brady, and now it's Reed and it's it's uh, Mahomes. And another comparison here, the Bill Belichick coaching tree, you could write a book with how big that coaching tree is over the years. I mean, his coordinators have never had issues getting jobs over the years. It's happened all the time. Even when they haven't worked out, the next coordinator comes up and gets a job. For every you know successful head coach that there's been coming from Bill Belichick, there's been a Matt Patricia or a Joe Judge. Like, it happens a lot. So a lot. If, you, if we're going to compare this, Eric Bieniemy, if we're going to relate the two together, give him a shot, see if he succeeds or fails. Yeah, I... I want him to get a shot just as bad as everybody else. How did but how did Pat uh, uh, Travis Kelsey when he was asked how he's had so much success? I don't want don't quote me on it verbatim, but it was something to the effect of because Andy Reid gets me so wide open all the time. Yeah, I mean it's it's just it's just there, right? And it is. It's this cloud over Eric Bieniemy. He's going to have to get out from underneath it if he wants to do it. And I I'll bet you that's what he does this off season. All right, we'll have Chelsea Messenger, betting insider. Uh, we'll we'll take a. A bird's eye look at the NFL as it was, what's moving forward, and get some thoughts as we uh, move on into the next sports season. We'll have that next on Sports Daily. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I think I want to hear this. Sports Daily is on KFH. On the line is the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey sports betting insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. All right, we welcome in Chelsea Messenger. Chelsea, we're really glad to have you in. Um, our weekly visits might be wrapping up. We'll certainly talk to you uh, throughout the rest of the NFL offseason, college football offseason, and uh, get your thoughts in interesting times like the NCAA tournament. But, man, football's behind us. Are you relieved at that? I'm a little confused by it still. I'm not sure how I feel about it just yet. We had the Chiefs championship parade yesterday. Now it's really sinking in that, that we're into the offseason officially. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the books never sleep because they already have odds out for next year's Super Bowl chance. And you guessed it. It's the Chiefs leading the way uh, along with uh, several other teams in the AFC. So if you think the Chiefs are going to repeat as champions, you can already bet on that. Well, I've been wanting to uh, talk to you for the last four or five days ever since the game because my big question is, did you end up betting the octopus? I know you talked about it before uh, on this show. And, of course, it happened with Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl. Did you bet that? I did, but it was a very small amount. So, like, no, I'm not retiring okay. to an island. It's one of those bets that you just kind of make for fun. But, uh, yeah, I was wondering what we were going to talk about. And I remember saying that I leaned towards the Eagles. And I was like, oh, my God, they're calling me to bring me on to gloat. <laughs> to say, how dare you? How dare you go against Patrick Mahomes as an underdog? Uh, but what a game. And uh, the Chiefs certainly deserve it. I will say both of my top plays hit. Was anybody not on Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown? That seems like <laughs> the lockiest of locks of all time. Now we got we actually got on the crossbar hitting the crossbar prop which which paid which was probably the most fun one I think. You know, for me it was it was I don't usually do this either, but I I the reason that I had a a good Super Bowl was I two times because I was on the Chiefs and and I got more confident in it, but when the Eagles quickly scored that first touchdown I doubled down on the Chiefs at, I think, plus 145. And then the second Patrick Mahomes limped off the field, it jumped to, like, 380. And then I doubled down again. 
And of course, they won the game, so it was great. But do you ever do that? Do you ever just write? Because I know that's how people go down in a blaze of glory, right? Like you're going to stick to your guns no matter what. But man, there were just opportunities there. That that seems like a crazy way to do it. It paid off that time for me, though. Well, and also there was some, you know, actual logical thinking that I think that would go into that. Like I don't think those were terrible moves, especially since like the Chiefs were getting the ball uh, to start right. the second half, yep. I believe. Because uh, I remember looking at a live bet, thinking, all right, the Chiefs aren't out of this. Like, Andy Reid's going to have some kind of, you know, uh, game plan that he lays out at halftime that he's going to make the adjustments. Because I think I remember seeing the Chiefs plus seven and a half. I thought that was a great bet. Because uh, we all know that the Eagles, their whole MO the entire season was coming out fast. The number one team in the NFL in the first half. And we saw it in the second half. They just didn't have a whole lot uh, of answers on offense. So, um, yeah, you can definitely dig yourself in a hole. So clearly you need to be responsible, but there were little nuggets in there that proves that that wasn't a terrible bet that didn't have any logic behind it. Were you surprised that we blew by the over? Like it wasn't even close, uh, you know, 38, 35, I think it was what the highest scoring Super Bowl. Uh, I was just crazy that it, it didn't even come close. Were you surprised by that? I figured that if the Chiefs won, it would probably be an over game. But I'm wondering how much the turf had to do with that. Because we heard the defensive players complaining. And even on the broadcast, they showed, like, the lines and lines of used cleats where guys had to change their cleats. Because I think that was the one, I'm not going to say anomaly, but the one thing that didn't carry over regular season. Because both these teams have been good on the defensive line. And what do we have, two sacks total in that entire game? Was the offense line really stepping up, but still, I feel like the te- the the turf maybe had something. Do we get you back, Chelsea? We lost you there for just a second. Oh, I don't know. When did no, we I got cut you. out? <laughs> we got you. You were talking about the you were talking about the turf. Yeah, uh, I think that parlayed towards the over because the the defensive players didn't really uh, have the push that they would like. Uh, But also, one of those touchdowns was a scoop and score. We also had the Kadarius Tony like, uh, punt return that kind of put them in striking distance. So it wasn't just, you know, the offenses, you know, having a heyday. It was a little bit of defense and and special teams in there, but not in the ways that we predicted because I expected way more sacks from both sides. Yeah, well, we did too, certainly, out of those two pass rushes. So as we look to the offseason, you mentioned the Chiefs are the favorite to win the Super Bowl. My first thought after the game was this was the rebuilding year. The Chiefs are going to be better next year. They feel like a pretty heavy favorite to me. Um, I think they're about 6-1. to one. Is that a fair number? Is that an opportunity? Do you think that's too high, too low, based on what we've seen in the past? Because I'm not sure that you know, no matter what happens this offseason, that we've had a team expected to improve as much as we expect the Chiefs to next year right after winning a Super Bowl? Well, I think the foundation's pretty solid. Like, anytime you have the best quarterback in the league and one of the best offensive minds in the league is your head coach, like, you have a pretty good starting point. I think it is tougher in the AFC because look at those games that the Chiefs played. Like, a lot of them were very close games, so it's not like they're blowing everybody out of the water in the AFC. And just because you have a great team on paper does not guarantee that you're going to make in the postseason. Look at the bills every single year. I feel like they're given a ton of credit in the futures market, but uh, they're close games and it's not like the bills are terrible. 
but I think just the fact that the Chiefs play in the AFC makes it a little bit tougher. But still, they're warranted to be the favorites. Uh, you know, obviously they won the Super Bowl, but also they have the the groundwork to be good yet again. And also, Patrick Mahomes already proved that that narrative, the fact that he lost his number one receiver, Tyree Kill, the fact that his numbers would go down, that was completely disproven as he just won MVP. So I think it is warranted. Well, speaking of Mahomes as MVP, uh, right now, when you, we look ahead to next season in the futures, as far as uh, the odds on favorite, it's Mahomes, it's Joe Burrow, Josh Allen right behind them. Uh, I'm kind of looking down the list here, Chelsea, as far as maybe a, a good value player, someone that is you know getting pretty solid odds that you might think could have a, a really great year next year. Anybody on that futures list stand out to you outside of the big three, the Mahomes, the Burrow, and the Allen that are the odds on favorites? I think you always take a look at somebody who's uh, playing with a change of environment uh, or somebody who's playing on a different team. They have a different head coach or something like that just because there's a chance to buy in uh, at their lowest point. Um, So I think when you're looking for value, you look at somebody who you can buy in really low. Uh, Maybe somebody like Russell Wilson, somebody like Derek Carr, where, where you think to yourself, oh, my God, there's no reason you should take a shot on these people. But also, the odds are very out there. So you'll get a high return on your money. And even with hedge out potential, because even if they have a good first half of the season, maybe you can play other ones and uh, make some money that way. But uh, as far as Patrick Mahomes goes, usually I like to wait on the favorites. But here's the thing. Patrick Mahomes is always amazing out of the gate. I remember, what are his stats in, like, September? They're ungodly. Jump off the page. So I think if you like Patrick Mahomes, you probably need to get him now. Uh, I don't think there's ever a buy low spot uh, when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, really. Yeah, and and I think that sometimes the league gets tired of the same storylines too. Um, do you do you do anything with the draft, Chelsea, or um, is it strictly the futures as far as the you know the more obvious ones? I I don't, I've never tried to bet anything like the draft. It seems crazy to me to try and predict that stuff. But do you do anything as that's the next big event that comes here? Uh, well, we do college basketball and NBA every single day. So it's not like we're doing nothing on our show. No, uh, I mean, I meant with the draft thing, specifically. Yeah, sorry. Do, do you guys do anything uh, with the draft? We will as it approaches. That is one of those markets where you really pay attention to line movement because there are people that, you know, have more information than we do. And uh, that's one of those markets where we will see very sharp movement, and it's drastic. So if you are paying attention to some of these lines, like a a good thing to do if you really want to do your homework is to uh, screenshot the odds now and then screenshot them, you know, a month from now or or a month or two from now and see how they've moved. And usually those movements are very telling because that's, like I said, it's an information-based market. So uh, I don't have an insight source, so uh, that's the way you tell. Yeah, it's tricky, uh, and we appreciate it. Yeah, Chelsea, we love college basketball. We've had a blast with college basketball. Uh, Let's all catch our breath, get you some much-deserved football time off, and then we'll come back in as we get toward tournament time and, and talk a little college hoops. It's obviously a big deal around these parts. Uh, and we know you guys have lots of good stuff through BetQL and all kinds of stuff. So we appreciate it. We appreciate these visits every week. It'll be uh, it'll be far too long by the time we get to the next football season, at least. So well, let's pick something up in between now and then. Oh, for sure. And then one final nugget, Wichita State undefeated on the road against the spread. 
so far this season. They're playing tonight. You taking them against Temple? <laughs> uh, might have to. If they're getting four and a half, okay. I think I will. All right. We're going to talk about that in the next hour, so I'm going to keep that in mind as we make our way to it. All right, Chelsea, thank you so much. We appreciate it, and uh, have a nice what some people call offseason, although we know there really isn't one. Uh, thanks for having me. All right, that was the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger Insider Calls, presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Tommy and I will be back. Hour number two coming up right after this. We'll have Tim Fitzgerald, our K-State Insider. What is wrong with the Cats? We'll have it next on Sports Daily. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.